Hey, good morning, lovely people of the planet. Today, it's all about the sound. It's all about the sonic experience. Not of the ride. Well, of the ride, but yeah, we're talking about sound and music and stuff. Whoa. Woo. <laughs> Just about fell. <laughs> Bring on the funk. Thank you, my brother Ethan, for uh, reminding me that the music is good. I love this music. I get it. I, uh, oh, yeah. Hey, sorry, folks. This is Jeff O. This is the Morning Ride. It's a pedal-powered kind of podcast, meaning that I'm on my bicycle pedaling into the office where I do some writing, make videos and photos for the university here in Boise. Idaho. <laughs> no, I'm just a dude trying to evolve as a filmmaker, as a poet, and as a human being. Just trying to figure out what the hell this tax is doing. Oh, right on, brother. Thank you. We don't have a tinted window law in Idaho, which means drivers are invisible. Can't see what they're doing scares me so much at intersections they're waving at me I can't see them through the glass and they're like come on roll down the window come on <laughs> so I have been uh, fascinated by this idea of a hum that art is a hum it's a frequency or a frequency band that exists outside of humanity believe that there is a that when we focus our attention and intention that we can connect with this and this is just my analog to what the Greeks used to call the muse I don't know maybe they still do we still call it the muse don't we you know how like in a lot of the uh, Shakespeare plays the Iliad the Odyssey those kinds of things too I know they're not Shakespeare, but at the beginning, there's the invocation of the muse. And that means like, hey man, we want the muse to like work with us. You know, it's like a little prayer to the art and poetry gods. Hermes, of course, being one of my favorite mercurial kind of fellow. Mercurial, I think his Roman analog is uh, Mercury, right? Hermes and Mercury are basically the same god. One's Greek, one's Roman. Got to share gods, folks. (laughs) Yeah, this is kind of going to be tangential today, I think, because I have been working for two and a half days to write a poem for these things, because I like writing them in poems now. And Every two weeks, you know, I send out the email. It's just kind of an arts and culture kind of blog post and if you want I'll send it to your inbox yeah go out to my website jeffreyoliver.com and you'll find it it's called these things anyway I've been trying to write this poem I like prose poems a whole lot I like that energy that connection to that art layer frequency I think Jung talks about it as the collective unconscious 
I try really hard to figure out how to get beyond my ego and get into that collective unconscious. I do that through the rhythm of language. Seems to be a way that I am able to connect and inspire that divine spark of joy within myself that hopefully translates to you. Speaking of you, it is so nice to see your smiling face here on the ride with me this morning. I appreciate you letting me ride along with you. I know your ride's important to you. And, uh, hey, good morning. And I appreciate you letting me ride along with you on your ride right now, this moment. Isn't that amazing? At this moment, we are riding along together. I know, it's pre-recorded. It's weird, isn't it? How time works or doesn't work. I've been reading too much about the idea that time doesn't exist, that it's all space. Universe started out flat. Time and mass, gravity, some sort of energy. Where did that come from, of course? (laughs) Some sort of energy started bending it. Spinning the universe at the corners, I guess. Hey, good morning. Like doing a color change. Whoa! Ha! Sorry. Nice secret sauce right there. Not going to get into that. Wow, this big elm tree broke off. Whoa, it literally snapped off. Hanging out in the river. It was thirsty. I'm excited to see some of this, the springtime to see, hey, good morning, to see what uh, happens along the banks of the Boise River, put in that new water park down there, and I don't know that's going to give them more or less control of how much water comes through, or how the water comes through, I guess. Obviously, they don't control how much water comes through after a certain point, (laughs) comes out of the bottom of Lucky Peak Dam and there's a lot of water up there. If it decides to come on through, it's gonna. (laughs) So anyway, I've been trying to write this poem and I have not. One of the things that uh, Mr. Ernest Hemingway talks about is to write one true sentence and then you can write your book. Now, he was a novelist. I Fiction is, uh, I don't get it. It's hard for me to write fiction. Make up stuff. I don't know why. That's what I'm trying to do with that film project. That's why I'm having such a hard time. I don't know why that's so hard and poetry isn't. Poetry is just an abstraction layer, of course, like an augmented reality experience, basically. Wow, I hadn't thought of that. Poetry really is an augmented reality experience. That's fantastic. Well, if you can have one, think one thing that you've not thought before. What is it that Alice says, or the Hatter says to Alice? I try to think one impossible thing every day. How about poems as augmented reality? (laughs) No iOS updates required. I was going to read you this poem on the way in, but... Oh, got to hit the wall first. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Forgot I had my saddlebags on. Woo! Throws the balance quite a bit on the bike. Once you unweight that first wheel, the front wheel, 
man, who is this monkey just babbling away? So part of these things is that uh, I cruise through the internet quite a bit, finding articles of interest. I have little beings of light send me vectors of sun rays. That is, I subscribe to several email newsletters that have all kinds of interesting things in them, and I try to pass them along to other people. Jennifer and I got in this discussion two nights ago about this hum, though. It's a low-frequency hum that quite a few people can hear, but not everyone. And it's in particular locations. seems to be amplified indoors, which is the fascinating part of it. But they don't know what it is and why some people can hear it and some people can't. Um, There is one scientist who is drawing conclusions that these, uh, this hum is extremely prevalent in every community that a mass murderer has come from, starting with Columbine. So all the mass shooting guys, <clears throat> he is positing a theory that It's this hum that kind of pushes them over. Now, of course, the mental health community... Hey, good morning. The mental health community doesn't like this because there's no evidence, for one, and that's why they don't like it scientifically. But they also don't like it because it overlooks the fact that some people are predispositioned to certain kinds of things, and we don't want to misascribe why someone is having a particular kind of experience that would cause them to go out and kill other people like a lot of them at once. It's really sad to talk about it. I'm sorry, folks. I don't mean to bring anyone down, but it's fascinating that this hum has primarily been described since the Industrial Revolution. So a lot of people feel that it's a just particular kind of machine noise that some people just happen to be able to hear those frequencies. Again, with the frequencies. If, uh, if you'll remember in the uh, Philip Glass Liquid Days album, the, I think it's the first tune on there. It's all these songs sung by like Linda Ronstadt, Laurie Anderson... Uh, David Byrne wrote one. I don't think he sang it. I think they get other people to sing it sometimes. I don't think it's... I don't remember who's singing it. But I remember David Byrne wrote this one, and he's talking about this hum. Maybe it's our parents' voices calling in the night. Maybe it's the hum of a, of a refrigerator cooling on a big night. Maybe it's a mantra of our children's voices. Am I remembering it? I don't think that's right. I'm not remembering it. So we see the hum there. We see the hum in this poem that I was going to read you that I wrote a million years ago, which for me, the hum was this idea that, uh, you know, we can connect to this art layer, this layer where, uh, hey, good morning, brother. 
where our higher selves exist. Some sort of astral projection-like thing. Whew, is he going to pull out crystals next? Good grief. What is he talking about? Basically, I'm talking about noises, sounds. Organized sounds, of course, can be considered music. It can be considered language. Have you, do you know that a raven can make more sounds than an orchestra? Isn't that crazy? You've got all these ways of making sounds. I don't hear it with the ravens here in Idaho. And maybe it's just because of the air is different here. But up in Anchorage, there's a sound that the ravens could make when they're sitting on a wire. I don't know if it's just when they're sitting on a wire. That's when I would hear it. When they were close. And it sounded like, uh, I only can describe it as a plucked marimba. I don't even know what that would be, you know? I mean, that doesn't make any sense logically, of course, but that is exactly what it sounded like. Some, some sort of a plucked marimba. Fascinating to think that there's an animal that can produce more sounds than an orchestra. Well, folks, <laughs> I hope I have given you some wonderment and not just taken up your time this morning. I would, uh, I would try to include some uh, great tip on bicycling in the spring when it's chilly in the mornings, still wet, going to rain in the afternoons, but it's going to be 60. But I don't know how to deal with that either. <laughs> hey, I got on your left, man. Morning. Clearly, it is much warmer than 42 degrees. I think Cupertino doesn't know what's what sometimes. I feel like I'm going to break my axle again. I got to thinking about it. Got like 175 pounds of me. And we've got this uh, pannier that's, I don't know, it's about 10, 15 pounds. Backpack anywhere from, well, I know that my camera's four and a half pounds with the lens on it. So my bag is, anyway, it's like 225 pounds all on that back. I should figure out how to redistribute some of this weight up front on the bike. But there's one thing about having a bicycle with short chain stays. The chain stays are the tubes that go from the rear axle to the bottom bracket, like where your pedals and cranks are. Hey, June. So the shorter they are, that means that you're going to have a quicker bike on uh, the back end. It means it's going to be a little bit less stable. So if you like bombing downhills, you don't necessarily want to short rear end. You probably want something that's a little more stretched out. You can mess with other geometry and dial that in. Like the fork rake, the, the degree of angle on the fork here, on my front fork, the surly fork that I got now, it puts my front wheel out like almost two inches further than 
when I had the shock on it. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Spring is in the air and in my nose. <laughs> anyway, that means that with the uh, short rear end, the longer and lighter front end, my front wheel doesn't like staying on the ground anyway, so I could probably redistribute some of this weight. Make the ride a little more comfortable. A little less pressure on that back axle. I have basically worn through all the parts on this bike in the last year and a half. Everything except for the frame. Frame. Nope, same bottom bracket. All right, folks. I'm babbling. I hope that you have a fantastic day. You have plans for the weekend? Yeah? That sounds good. I think I think it's time for me to get out and do some photography outside, man. I have been so excited to get out. I want to go out to the sand dunes. Maybe I'll get out there this weekend. I'm going to be up Saturday, early Saturday morning, so maybe I'll do that. I don't know. Well, I do hope that uh, you have a great weekend. Thanks for letting me ride with you today. On your right here. Thanks for letting me ride with you this morning. Have a great weekend. And, uh, you know, if you love riding a bicycle, get out on a bicycle. Yeah, what's your bicycle? Maybe your bicycle is... You're a scientist studying hums that people can hear from weird places around the world. Nobody knows anything about. Sound is still kind of a mystery in science. How it works. When it works, when it doesn't how it travels through the universe. It's actually super exciting for me. Oh, that's very confusing. <laughs> All right, folks, we got a lot of traffic that is in random play, evidently. <laughs> I hope you have a good weekend, enjoying your ride. This is, of course, the only ride you get. It's not the ride we get. <laughs> I know it's like the podcast that won't shut the hell up, isn't it? Oh man, have a great weekend, folks. I really do appreciate you hanging out with me today, bearing with me. This has been a silly, silly, silly episode. I thought I was going to be able to talk about the hum and remember more of that article. It was a long ass article. It took me about forty minutes to read. Good article though. I'll send it to you. Yeah, yeah, just like that. It'll be in your inbox later on today. <laughs> Hey, have a good ride, folks. Hope you have a great weekend. I hope to get to ride with you again on Monday. Maybe have some sort of a tempered focus that maybe was lacking today. There was a spirit of attention, though, right? (laughs) Hey, folks, if you enjoy riding a bicycle, get out on a bicycle. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your ride. It is the only one we get. (laughs) 